We are live. Welcome back. Welcome back to Studio De Thomas. The kitchen table. Our, <laughs> the kitchen table. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Thomas, happy International Friendship Day. Uh, is that today? Yeah, I saw that on the internet. Happy International Friendship Day. We're not even international. You can have opened that before we started. Nope. <laughs> I didn't think about it till now. Uh, yeah. Yes. Wait for that to be done. Yeah. You know what that is? It's Mountain Dew. That's the sound of Mountain Dew Code Red. Sponsored by Mountain Dew Code we, Red. <laughs> we are, hey, we are not sponsored by Mountain Dew Code Red, but if they're listening. And there's a little bit of fruit punch left in there, too. Mm. In your thing? In your yeah, mug? In, in your, mug. your thermos? In my, yeah, keeps hot things hot and cold things cold. So I read this smile.jpg we talked about last week. To be honest. What do you think? A little disappointed. Wow, you were disappointed. A little bit. It's a little wow. bland for my Well, taste. you read it sitting there on your own, all by yourself. I mean, yeah, Is but it everyone? wasn't dark. I mean, it was <clears throat> bright. Windows, sun was streaming into my <clears throat> office. I mean, mm. my house. That's true. That isn't the most terrifying environment. Yeah, so... It seems to me that it's just a classic, like, haunted image, haunted videotape, haunted... Yeah. Cursed image. Cursed image. Chain email. Like, the Nigerian prince, you know, I want to, like, share share this with ten people or something like that. So... You won't die. I thought it was creepy, don't get me wrong. Now, I don't really read creepypastas. It's not something I've ever really looked into I've always known they were out there of course I know about Slenderman it's my that personal favorite that surprises me because I feel like you'd be into that sort of thing well it is up my up my alley but I don't know I just never <laughs> got into it I think knowing that this, the stories are supposed to be fake like knowing that they're just not real mm. I think that might be part of the issue which uh-huh. is kind of stupid for me to say because I read a lot of horror fiction and, and I'm just fine with that So, well see I was reading about this today yeah. And I don't remember what the specific article was or who it was that had written it, but what they were saying was with Smile Dog and chain emails like with with the aspect of luck, like your luck will be really terrible if you don't forward this to ten people and that sure. kind of thing. The rational side of our brains says this is is a hoax. This is not a real thing. Obviously, of course, of course, of course, a thousand sure. times, of course. But then the irrational side of your brain says, "But you know, just in case." And so then we can we continue to perpetuate this this whether it's an image or an email or a message, and we continue to to send it along because we're, you know, there's that little part of us that says, "But maybe, but maybe if I don't forward this picture." Of this, for those that don't know about Smile Dog, essentially there's a picture of a dog, and I mean this is absolute like bare bones like, and if you if you if you forward the picture of the dog, or you see the picture of the dog, you're supposed to have hallucinations. He's supposed to haunt you in your dreams, etc. etc. Seizures. Seizures. The yep. whole the whole the whole nine yards. Okay. And it began in, what, 4chan 2008. That's okay. what I read. Okay. So since 2008, people have been like, I don't know, maybe. And so then they send this now, what is a creepypasta, which is supposed to, which the whole stick of the creepypasta is that at the end, it's supposed to make you think that this is their way of forwarding the image to you. Right. And Smile Dog definitely does that right yeah so that is that that is a little bit of backstory on smile dog and so i forwarded it to thomas so that i would not be eaten by smile dog so that's what it is okay so let's talk about dreams uh do you you hallucinate in your sleep is that a thing that you do you mean a dream no (laughs) Is that what I you guess call I shouldn't it? have said hallucinate in your sleep. <laughs> Do you hallucinate in your in your dream? No, like 
So there's this there's this uh, stage between being awake and being asleep. Yeah, yeah, I know and, what you're talking about. Yeah, so you know the thing where you like you like think you're falling and you're like Ugh! it's kind of, yeah. So you're that's that's the the that's the stage the stage. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say time frame. That's the stage that you're in, but you can see things like you hallucinate, yeah. mm-hmm. but your brain. You're you're able to reason. You know that you're hallucinating. You are aware that you're awake. But it happens fast. But you no right? no this Not doesn't for you? no oh, so no. I can look at something for a solid. I bet you I could look at it for a solid twenty seconds. Wow. And know that I'm hallucinating and and be aware of the fact that I'm awake and it isn't real, but it's still it's happening in front of me. A very small percentage of the population yeah, has it. I think you have a, a so, severe case of it. It's called hypnopompic or hypnogogic. I've heard of a hypnogogic jerk, which is that moment when you right. like, flinch or whatever. So mine are hypnopompic, I believe. <laughs> which is, one of them is coming out of sleep and one of them is going into sleep. So I'm the one that is coming out of sleep. Right, I got you. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I looked it up because I told a couple of people and they were like, this is not normal. <laughs> You have some serious. It problems. is not to that to that level. It is not. So I googled it, and apparently only six percent of the population has what I have. Last I checked, six percent that, that may have gone up now, and three percent have the other one, like where you're going into sleep instead of coming out. Did you say three percent? Yeah, it's it's pretty rare. So like hallucinations to like twenty second long hallucinations, you would mean roughly, yeah. Because I have little ones. You know, if I get sleep deprived enough, like. Sometimes I'll see, like, there was one time I was driving, and I hadn't really slept a lot. And, like, I'll see people run across the road and stuff that obviously weren't weren't there. And, like, birds and stuff. I see lots of birds. Did you ever watch count? the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street? I it came out in, like, 2010. No, why would I watch that? Okay. Why would I have ever seen... Granted, <laughs> a lot of people said it was horrible. I personally thought it was great. They actually talked about micro micro naps so i looked it up to see if this was just movie stuff or if it was real it's a real thing if you are sleep deprived if you go too long without sleep your brain will start shutting itself down in just like one or two second intervals and it's mm-hmm. it's basically like waking sleep like you're you're still awake you're still moving but your brain is shutting itself off for a second and then coming back on just to try to to catch up with the sleep oh. loss, and you can hallucinate in these micronaps. Oh, that sounds logical. That seems like I feel like that's what it feels like is happening. Yeah, so wow. you're—I mean—you're probably right. Two different kind of hallucinations, but we're both nuts. Wow! And we should be checked into the nearest Harambe visited me. hospital. <laughs> Harambe visited me in a micro in a micro nap. Okay, so <laughs> the weirdest hallucination I had ever was I woke up and there was a black cat sitting in my office chair and I just stared at it for a while and it like flicked its tail and then I woke up. <laughs> is, that an, is that the an dumbest omen? dumbest thing. I don't is think so. Is that the Shearshire, Shear, Shear, Worcestershire cat? Worcestershire, what? The Shearshire cat from Alice in oh, Wonderland. Cheshire? That's it. Oh my God. Close enough. Do you read? Can you read? Nah, I just figured it out recently. <laughs> talking about reading i read through twilight i finished, finished it, it this week you finished it so twilight t- talk ladies about and gentlemen. It. talk about it so last week Twilight's we talked about pretty it good bit. i thought it was pretty good so your team jacob ah uh, wow yeah I, I i feel like i would consider myself team jacob but also i don't know that's subject to change it could happen it should it should change i'm team edward which sounds a little questionable. I don't even think Edward is Team Edward. That's true. That's valid. So <laughs> now that you've finished it, give, give us a rating. One out of five. One out of five? One out of five. Between five one being and five. what? And out, of, out, of, out of five. Five being what? The greatest book of all time? Or like really? I should probably make it on a scale of one to ten. Scale of. That's what I forgot to say. So on a scale of... <laughs> <laughs> Give me a rating. One out of th- no. Okay, so let's go one out of ten. Be- ten being like 
Literary masterpiece. Wow, literary masterpiece. So what's your favorite book of all time? Wow, I don't know. It okay. might be Twilight. It could okay. be. Well, that's not true. The Bible. Okay, so the Bible's not the Bible on the is scale. A collection, is a collection of texts. Um, but it was written we'll, by Jesus. We'll just English. say like Edgar Allan Poe. Like Will, William okay. Shakespeare. I've read a little bit, like, a little bit of that. These classic like American authors, they're ten, okay? But they serve a completely different purpose than Twilight. It doesn't so that's matter. Not fair. I'm giving you the that's scale. I'm giving you the scale. Okay. So, from one to ten, like, because it's a as solid. As far as the seven writing is, the writing isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not. It's strong suit. Strong suit is the story. It's the teenage angst. Better love story than Twilight. <clears throat> Better love story than Twilight, <laughs> but why do people say that? Because Twilight is a great love story, but they don't even—they don't realize that when they say that. <sighs> so, do you know what makes me think about Twilight? Give me a rating. First. I, haven't, I haven't given you a rating yet. <sighs> and one being what? Terrible worst book ever. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> I thought Twilight was really good. I will give it eight and wow, one quarter. Eight and one quarter. I'm yes. at a I'm at a, a rock hard seven. Really? Yeah. I thought Twilight was better than you thought Twilight was. As a saga, as a complete set, I would go eight or nine. But let's wow. say eight and a half. Wow. But Twilight as the first book, solid seven. Eclipse is a nine. It's a nine. Breaking Dawn is probably an eight. What'd New Moon about? is like a four. What do you think about Midnight Sun? <laughs> Midnight Sun? Um, I'll give it a six and a half. It's, I don't think it's quite as good as Twilight. I don't think it captures the same magic. No, there is some magic in there. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. uh, I think it's okay. Yeah, it was all right. So I don't really I don't really read a lot of book series. I, I maybe read one Me series either. every yeah. so often. It's probably the best series I've ever read, which a lot of people are going to be upset about that if they listen to it. But that's okay. Someone, someone the other day, they were fighting with me about this, and I said it's probably one of the most famous love triangles of all time. And they started naming all these people, and I said most famous fictional love triangle of all time. And then they were like, no, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and then this other person. And I said, but wait, listen for listen to this. Are you ready? Taylor Lautner was involved in both of those of both of the most famous love triangles of all time. Can we pause? I thought Shark Boy and Lava Girl were siblings. Well, <laughs> sweet home Alabama. This just took a turn. <laughs> if you're from Alabama, we're sorry. If you're from Alabama, don't. I mean, we're kind of sorry. We're not sorry. Yeah. No. <laughs> You know what thing makes me think of Twilight, though? So, when I read Twilight, okay, mm-hmm. Twilight's my comfort book, right? So, I, got, I always go back to it. Mm-hmm. I need that warm, fuzzy feeling. It is tied together, in my mind, in my memories, it is tied together with Paramore, the band. Mm-hmm. Like, like so... Like, they're together, in my mind. They if did, I'm what, listening... two songs for the soundtrack? They did, yeah. Two, actually... See... I know yeah, my, yeah, I two. know my, tw- my Twilight trivia. Okay, folks. They did too, and one of them wasn't on streaming platforms until just like a month ago. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. And I'd never heard it before. And I've listened to everything Paramore has recorded, like ever. And I, I never heard that one song. I don't know why. I don't know how I missed it. So, do you think that you are such a big Paramore fan because of Twilight? And all things Twilight, or as a standalone band. So it's interesting. How much does that have to do with? It's interesting that you're asking me that because I can't remember. I honestly don't know. I know that. <laughs> I know that I was aware of Paramore before I read Twilight, because in high school, one of my fondest memories and one of our favorite things to do with with my best friend. We would chill at his house and we would play Guitar Hero and Rock Band. And that's what you get. And Crush, Crush, Crush were both on Rock Band. Rock Band 2. So I was aware of Paramore before then. I don't think I love them as much as I do now, even after Twilight. Even after seeing all the movies. 
I, they were a good band, and I liked them. And, of course, everybody thought Haley Williams was, like, the hottest thing. You know, all the guys that were kind of into that kind of music. Hmm. I don't really think that I agreed then. But, yeah, I don't know, man. I think just wow. when I when I started getting into music, when I became a musician, <clears throat> and af- a few years after I, like, got through the awful beginning learning stages, I think I just started to appreciate them a little differently. So, yeah, wow. I don't, I don't wow. know, man. I don't know the answer to that question. I have, like, a billion questions. Okay. And, and an observation, which is that another band that we had planned to talk about today <clears throat> and how my relationship with them began not on rock band, but on Guitar Hero. Is this Pearl Jam? Tell me it's Pearl Jam. No, uh, Slipknot. Oh, wow. Did you know on Guitar Hero, Warriors of Rock? Rest in peace, Joey Jordanson. Hate to hear that he passed. Well, here's the thing. Okay. Was he, when did he leave the band? When did they split? He was a founding founding member. member. Yeah, so, I don't know, hold on. And... What year was Psychosocial? Because that was the song. Psychosocial is Joey Jordanson. He definitely played okay. that one. Uh, he left in 2013. So Okay, so that was, I was almost going to say fairly recent, but 2013, geez. I mean, it's kind of recent. Coming up on a decade here, though. Yeah. But that is recent. <clears throat> Psychosocial was the song. And of course, um, what are a couple others? Duality. <clears throat> is that the other one? That one's really the song. That one's yes, really big one. uh, I don't. Think, and, they're not from the same album, but yes. No, these are all from different albums, I think. And yes. Snuff. Okay, Snuff, I think, is on the same album as Duality. I'm pretty sure. Either, anyway, it doesn't matter. Those are works of art. Okay. Slip. So, okay, folks. Slipknot is one of those bands that I was not allowed to listen to as a kid. We talked about this a little bit last week with the whole Harry Potter thing. Oh. The mask and everything. So, mom and dad were like, "No, dude, Satanist. Obviously, how dare you." Uh, which Joey Jordanson actually speaking about him, his big thing was like, at least in the All Hope Is Gone era, which is Psychosocial, mm-hmm. that's the album that's on. Yeah, he like had this Jesus mask, like he wore a crown of thorns and he had like, oh, wow. so that was like his that was a little sacrilegious. Yeah, that was his shtick wow. for that one. <clears throat> I never, my parents would never even knew that I listened to any of that. So that's probably safe, I guess, but that's probably yeah. where I messed up was letting them know. No, <laughs> no sir. But anyway, um, yeah, so I actually didn't even discover Slipknot, really, truly, like, appreciate them until probably just a few years ago. Hmm. But that's crazy. So that's, that's what, is that, like, your favorite band? Surely not. No. no okay, no. I didn't think so. I, no. I've known you for a while now, I didn't think that. I don't know if I have a favorite band. It's, it's it, it would be tough for me. If someone asked me what my favorite band is, my default is normally Paramore. Just because I've never hated a song that like I've true fair every single song they've made I've liked I've I've not disliked a single Paramore song, but I don't know that I can say that like they're pretty good. They've yeah. they've I don't know what the right word would be for it. They've adapted. Very oh, well. they've evolved. Yeah, they've the matured very well. like crazy. Yeah, and <clears throat> really Slipknot has too. And so. What's your favorite Slipknot album? Do you have you listened to their discography, or do you just like? The I have. I don't know or? if I've listened to an entire Slipknot album. I, haven't I don't know. Um, considering Duality and Snuff are the two songs I know the best, and they're from the same album, right? I think so. Here's the crazy thing about Slipknot. So I can actually pinpoint when I actually really appreciated them, and it was about a year ago, maybe not even a year ago. A whole year. Not, like, only a year ago? Yeah, so it's one of those bands that as I grew in my musicianship, obviously I started to appreciate them more, but I never really listened to them. I didn't care to listen to them. But when I heard Unsainted, and I don't know what album that's off off of. That one is newer. It is. It's, it's, yeah, a, it's a newer absolutely. album. I don't even think Joe Jordanson drummed on that one. No, no, sir. But... Yeah, that for some reason something about that song just really clicked, and I bet I listened to that thing thirty times. In the day. You know what? I think I know why. I could tell you why. Tell me. And I know exactly why. Tell me. Because they know how to. But well, that breakdown shows that number one, Slipknot knows how to do a breakdown very well. Yes. And you know another band that knows how to do a breakdown very well, and always has, that you love. Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. Okay. All right. Absolutely. That has Devil Wear Prada vibes. 
So oh, it's slathered in it. You know what's hilarious? Uh, you said so. Devil Wears Prada. If someone asked, would be my second favorite band. Uh, number two. Yes, number two. So, Devil Wears Prada was the band I listened to all through high school. That was, that was <laughs> high school to me. It's just Devil Wears Prada. In all of their interviews since mm-hmm. they formed, they always talked about how much they love Slipknot and how influenced they are by Slipknot. That makes perfect sense. And listening to their newest album, not Zombie, well, yes, actually, Zombie, Z2 is what they call it. Yeah. I hear so much Slipknot in that album, it's insane. We listened to part of that album together, and I remember there being, number one, very good breakdowns, and they... Musically, they did a, they did a lot of interesting things. They had meter changes. They went from six eight to four four, and they you know had melodic vocal parts, and they had you know their low cardio screams all in like one song. It was just this wild ride. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's kind of that's Slipknot. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it. I never noticed it because, like I said, I didn't really listen to Slipknot much until just this past year, and Z two just came out this year. So mm-hmm. when I was listening to something, I listened to Unsainted, and listening to Unsainted prompted me to go back to those songs that I heard, you know, middle and high school, duality, psychosocial, all that stuff, give them another listen and kind of just kind of get their style, like a sense of their style. And Devil Wears Prada, man, I'm telling you, they have, it's probably, I would say it's, yeah, it's steeped just in Slipknot for sure. Mm. So I got a question then. Okay. Okay. Without going down the deconstruction sure. rabbit hole. Okay. Because this was a Christian band, correct? Devil Wars Prada? They, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And um, most members of the band, if not all, I don't know if they have the same, because I don't know a lot about this band, but I think they, yeah. they don't have all the original members. Anyways. Not, they kept They suffered a, a deconstruction. Yeah. Okay. Um, from their faith. Sure. And how do you think that impacted their music? Did it impact their music? And or in or to what degree did it impact their music, for the better, for the worse? What's up with that? So obviously, I can't speak to their current faith. Mm. Uh, I know that their lyrics. To me, their lyrics were never preachy. No. So even in their early albums, and I became a fan. In the plagues era, which was their second, yep, mm-hmm. this is their second album. And I've been a fan ever since. So that album, keep in mind too, these kids were seventeen when they made that album. Wow, they were, they were like sixteen, seventeen okay. years old. So they're they're basically kids, and they have these songs about uh, like materialism and just basically messages against just things that are generally unhealthy mm-hmm. for people. And they definitely had some Christian lyrics, mm-hmm. but they weren't preachy. I think that, I don't know if they had a deconstruction of faith. I, I just think the band members, because they kept the same band members for a long, mm-hmm. long time. They just recently split up. Like, they had the same founding members, I think, up until like 2015, 2016. Okay. It was a long That's time. That's not bad. But um, the first album that kind of didn't really carry that Christian kind of message. I mean, it still had a very good message, but I guess it would have had to have been 818, which is a scripture reference just in and of itself. Mm. But their lyrics got a lot more obscure with that one. You had to really, Mm. really Mm. listen. And I think it was just a maturity of writing. It was a slow fade. Yeah, I read that it was a deconstruction of faith. I don't know. That might not be well, all that true. I just think they matured. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think is the best way to say it. I think they matured. I think they got yeah. past. Because I mean, let, let's not let's not deny it. Being a Christian metal band mm-hmm. back in those days, so mm-hmm. in in oh seven oh eight, right, all the way up till twenty ten, right. Being a Christian band in that time frame got you more listeners. Because it was hmm. it was the cool thing to be then. So there were a lot of bands. Attack Attack is one that comes to mind that used you know the Christian band thing, mm. and they never really. That wasn't really what they were about. Oh, interesting. 
Yeah. Do you think Under Oath falls under that category? No, because I think Under Oath was was a, was a serious. Yeah, they were they were firmly a Christian that, band, right? Until recently, yeah, and or twenty thirteen, I guess. Yeah, and that was that's one of the biggest Christian metal band deconstruction stories. Yes, in my opinion, anyways. That's that the one biggest hit one their for sure. Really, really hard, but yeah, interesting. I read. <clears throat> I also read. Now this is all on Wikipedia, so it could be true or it could not be true. Right. But <clears throat> the band name. Devil Wears Prada yeah. was, <laughs> this is funny, because you mentioned them when they were kids. I yes. Now, they named this band, and it, they came up with the name before the movie, before the film, but right. not before the book. Right. And it was after the book, because I guess they were under the impression that the phrase Devil Wears Prada for the book meant all things non-materialistic like the devil wears you know these nice clothes and he's very materialistic and so they had an anti-materialistic message but then <clears throat> they made they did this without any of them having read the book and they didn't realize that the message of the book was not at all a, a non-materialistic right message i don't know anything about the book but so you yeah you got it so <laughs> the story goes the story goes as one of their moms was reading it and one of them saw the title and was like, "That's one yeah, of their moms. That, that's anti. That's anti-materialistic. Yes. So we're going to go with it." And it's funny that you say that because, "Hey John, what's your name again?" Like the hit song off of Plagues. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's all about megalomania, which is pretty much materialism, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that's exactly how they got their name. It's stupid. But then right. later on, is no, we're not going to change it. They just even they, though they they stay true. This one. <laughs> they, they stayed true to it, buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, it's fitting that makes sense, but I just think that it's funny that they went ahead and did that without actually. Yeah. Going to no, to answer your question though, no, I, I don't think I don't know if they had a deconstruction of faith. I think they just matured, and I think yeah. they started seeing their faith yeah. differently, and I don't think they felt the need to be as heavy-handed in their lyrics about yeah. it. Because yeah. even uh, even if you look at the lyrics of their newer songs, it's still pretty deep, introspective kind of stuff. Stuff that everybody deals with. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I listened to some this afternoon. I was thinking we were probably going to end up talking about this at some point. I listened to uh, Dogs Grow Beards All Over. Yeah, Dogs Can Grow Beards All uh, Over. That's from their first album. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Texas is South. Texas is South. That's what, That was one of my favorites. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm trying to remember. One Off of Plagues. It was one of their. I tried to hit up the hits. Um, <clears throat> a couple from, what's the what's the one with the white cover, blues something. Uh, Transit blues. Transit so blues. Transit blues the song, mm-hmm. is probably in my top five all time favorite songs by them. Good song. Huh? Oh man, it's great. I'll give it a listen. So yeah, no. Um, a lot of people didn't like Transit Blues. They thought the Transit Blues wasn't that good. Well, it's probably, I don't know, it was like, how many albums do they have? Like, so ten? They have, maybe best? Most. They have Dear Love, What a Beautiful Discord. They have Plagues. They have With Roots Above and Branches Below. And then they had the Zombie EP. And then they had Dead Throne. 818 Space EP Transit Blues The Act and Z2 I think they have 10 albums if you count wow. EPs was I right? did I say 10? I think <clears throat> so I'm a genius and now I'm going to have to look this up because I don't... <laughs> <laughs> well they have a lot you know live album stuff and EPs don't really count maybe as albums so if we're not counting EPs then that takes it down to like 8 yeah, but to my greater point, which was that is probably like that was probably like five or something. So they're right in the middle there. It's probably a dead spot. They yeah, the fans yeah. don't know what direction they're going. All this stuff is happening. Yeah. So Transit Blues. So one one. Let me just shout out the fact that this is a metalcore band, <clears throat> and they have lasted till now, and that is a feat. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah. the bands that were big with these guys. So you look at like a day to remember, and you look at Ask Alexandria. They have such mm. a drastically different sound now. They do. They do. And to me, pr- 
probably not in the best way. No. Yeah. I remember <clears throat> I remember listening to something newer from a day to remember and being confused if it was the same band. Yeah. It's extreme. Like, completely. Asking Alexandria they still they still I mean they it's kind of stereotypical radio rock stuff, but they still sound pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably arguable and I'm not and I don't know the most about them. They, but. yeah, I mean, they're still okay. They're, to me, a lot of people hold them in high esteem as mm. like one of the one of the biggest bands of that. Which they, objectively They've speaking, well. they yeah. were one of the biggest bands of that of that yeah. big metalcore boom. But to me, they were always just kind of the, yeah, they're okay. Like I never adored Asking Alexandria. No, me either. So as a musician yourself, tell me some tell me tell me like some funny stuff that's happened during shows to you. Man, you ever have to poop really bad? No, that's never happened. <laughs> never, not even one time. No. You know But I'm like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm drumming so I'm sitting down, so maybe it's it's not quite as bad. Uh, you know, I was thinking about this today because who's this um this girl that's in gymnastics in the Olympics, Simone Biles. Yes, that's her. Yep, okay. That's the one. She had she dropped out. Okay. Okay. And it was related to a mental a mental mental health problems, sure. essentially. She had messed up some sort of a vault and it ended up not be not turning out super well for the entire team. And one thing led to another. I don't know a whole lot about it. But anyways, she said it was mental health. She needed to focus on herself. And she's getting a lot of criticism for this. And I was thinking to myself, and I was like, I, I get it. Because it's anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... I've never had as much stress as somebody that, you know, is an Olympian for the U.S. of A., which has got to be a lot. Yeah. But, you know, I've had, you know, things that I have to do, and I totally 100% get it. And I don't understand. And the people that are saying things like, oh, she turned her back on her country... Etc. Etc. Let a her game. team down. It's, it's a, a game. game, right? Yeah. But I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, there's anxiety and there is stress, and that stuff can lead to depression. That stuff can cause other issues. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a crazy thing that's happened to me, but it made me think of it because number one, <clears throat> I was like, yes, I get it. And number two, the second thing that this made me think about was if let's say Tom Brady or LeBron James like let's say Tom Brady's just quarterbacking I don't know how we got all the way over here sure but Tom Brady's just quarterbacking it up all right but you know he throws a couple interceptions in the first half he says guys I really feel like I'm gonna let you down here all right so I'm gonna get benched here second string's gonna take this thing I think he would be ridiculed far more mercilessly than Simone Biles. Yes. I don't know, man. I mean... What do you think? I don't think so. I think... I think that people are pissed off about Simone Biles because it's more of a political thing than anything. I See, here's the, I just don't think it needs to be. No, it doesn't. That's my point. That's tough, dude. I, I think that people That's wild. Are, I think that people are upset cuz like you said everybody's like she's turned her back she's on the country. She's a human being. That's wild. And she didn't turn her back on the country. She it's a game. I mean, ultimately it did hurt the team. It's a game that makes a big difference and or makes a big like it's a big game. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a very important game. <laughs> it is game an important is game. game. But if she doesn't feel up for it, that's her prerogative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's what she can do. I, I, I forgive you. <laughs> yeah. I didn't lose any sleep because she dropped no. out. I didn't, I didn't hear about it until like, <laughs> yeah. like now. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even have a clue. Have you watched any Olympics? No. No. Uh, Danielle turned it on for like maybe 10 minutes. Shout out Danielle. Shout out Danielle. 
she turned it on for maybe 10 minutes the other night when we were having dinner. And it was like men's volleyball. And I've never cared less about a sport in my life than men's volleyball. And it was mediocre at best. <laughs> I just didn't really care. You know what I heard about uh, women's volleyball? Now, this is from one of my roommates who I feel like he's an idiot. Okay. But I, I still love him. But sure. I feel like sometimes he says things that aren't true. But he had said that there was, I don't know if it was the USA team. I don't know if he specified. But he said somebody on the women's volleyball team, they wanted to wear shorts during beach volleyball. And they got fined like a bunch of money. That's true. That I've seen. That, is that true? I've seen that circulate. Is that real news? They were, I, I, as far as I know. Oh, let's see. Did oh, we're gonna look it up. Olympic people. People. <laughs> Get fined <laughs> for their shorts. <laughs> uh, is this what? What? What is the world coming to? Yes. What are we doing? Women's what? handball players are fined. For handball players. I don't even know what handball is. <laughs> I gotta recover. They can wear shorts if they want to. Who cares? Who cares if they're? I don't are, care. I mean, I would say I would wind. say that I'm a viewer, but I'm obviously not. But as a non-viewer, <laughs> I don't care. I, uh, maybe I'm more just, Mountain Dew Code Red. If anybody listening is Those an girls. expert on handball, and there is some, <laughs> if there is some every kind time of, you say handball, if there's some kind of legitimate Ooh. reason. Why bikinis are necessary? Please let me know because <laughs> I just don't mobility. See. Mobility. Even, I don't know, man. Granted, I've never worn a bikini, thank God, but I don't feel uh. like I could move any better in a bikini <laughs> than I could in shorts. I can't handle it right now. Maybe if they're just. <laughs> I mean, I if we're I gonna could make move any better in a bikini, he says. <laughs> if we're gonna make it, if we're gonna make it to where women have to wear bikinis when they play sports. Just have them play naked. I mean, everybody's naked. Let's, let's. Hey, but in like the Greek Olympics, they did that. Yeah, let's. All right. So it's let's, related. Let's write. That the, could be true. It could not. Let's write the Olympic people and let's say. Let's write them. Let's write them a letter, a strongly worded letter <laughs> that says, hey, just okay. make everybody be naked if you're going to have rules about that's it. That's really going to. That's Men, really gonna women, say, all of them. That's really going to. I mean, they're all in out. good shape. They're probably not ugly. They are in the best shape. Not that you're ugly if you're fat, but some people are ugly if they're fat. Yeah. But some I mean, people are ugly if they're skinny, too. You're not, some people, are, some people ugly. are ugly on the inside, bro. Yeah. 100%. Like, some people are just ugly, man. I don't think that really matters to the Ooh. bikini situation. Oh, my word. And handball. What is handball? Is, stop saying. <laughs> Was it not beach volleyball? Because know, here's man. my question. If it's not beach volleyball, volleyball. what? Internationally? Do they call it handball? Okay. Oh, kind of like how we call soccer football? What is handball? <laughs> Wikipedia, coming in clutch. What is sports ball? Handball, also known as team handball, European handball, or Olympic handball, is a team sport, obviously, in which two teams of seven players each pass a ball using their hands with the aim of throwing it into the goal of the other team. That's just basketball, but worse. Wait, so this wasn't beach volleyball? <clears throat> Why do they have to be in bikinis? What is, like, the whole thing about that? And the Wikipedia image is like a like a, like an indoor stadium, so it's not even, like, hot out. It's just like it's... This makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense at I all. I feel like we have something, some disconnect here. There's got to be something we don't know of why they can't wear shorts. You know what? I'm going to decide that I don't care that much about it. Let them wear shorts. Who cares? Who cares? No, I, I. That's what. That's my whole point. Who cares? If my whole wear point, shorts? like equal rights, equal fights, right? I'm all about it. Do you sure? I don't think. Well, Real? I understand, like the uniform argument. Like sure, what? Like if you were playing for the Miami Heat and you were like, I'm not gonna wear a Miami Heat jersey. Yeah, but like, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna wear a bikini. Not the same thing. The Absolutely not the same thing. Well, even correct. I mean, even in the NBA though, like they still have some some leeway. I mean, yeah, they have to wear the uniform, but they can wear like t-shirts underneath yeah, it or wear, like, or like the long thermal pants or whatever. Yeah, I mean, they can do yeah. whatever they want to. Wow, that's messed up. 
interesting. So you having to poop is the funniest thing I don't, that's happened to you during a show? I, I don't know. I'm trying to think about it. You were telling me earlier about, and I didn't tell you this because I wanted to save it for now, but you were telling me about the way that you had your drums mic'd when you were yeah. recording, when you were recording as a kid. Yeah, in high school. <laughs> and yeah. I was thinking about a time for symphonic band when we mic'd it. Uh, a whole drum set and it was even worse it was like an sm57 which is and it was like set up on a music stand and it was like in front of the kid and it was outside too and i remember being like all right let's let's do it and i mean the sm57 is a really good microphone so it them. probably was mostly fine yeah well you got to think the kit the kit itself was it was like a snare, a kick, one floor tom, and a hi hat. Oh, it was fine. Absolutely, that's fine. that's totally literally. Fine. That's that's the most clutch kit oh, you could have right there. It was it was totally fine. What as a non drummer, you could you could have put you could have set someone's iPhone on that music stand, and it would have been fine. It would have, it would have sounded just fine. Yeah, yeah. So you think if there would have been like, like a cymbal rack and like all this, all this junk, probably not great. Would have. Well, cymbals. I mean, this was okay. This was a live situation. Yeah, but if he just had a hi hat, he's good. Cymbals have a really bad yeah. habit of just like, just blowing out. Yeah. Everything else. So if he didn't have a lot of cymbals in the equation, he's probably fine. Turned out fine. I've hit myself in the face with drumsticks a lot. I think I've been there for one. Oh my gosh, time. man. I shouldn't do that. Not like I'm, I'm not doing it intentionally. That <laughs> made it sound like that made it sound like I'm just sitting back there He's smacking a, myself with sticks. This man's got a real problem with hitting himself in the face. I with. have hit myself ah, in the face with things. I was there one day. You pulled your your monitors right out your ear socket, your ear hole. I, I broke, yep, yeah, uh, sure did. One day you like broke your glasses. Dude, that freaking hurt, too. Must be technique. Must be operator error. Let me tell you this story about my funniest musical situation I've ever been in. Okay. (laughs) So, my friend and his fiance at the time, now wife. Actually, I don't even think. Congratulations. I don't even think they were engaged at the time. They might have just been dating. But my best friend, his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever. And one of our other friends that kind of hung around with us sometimes. All three of them went to a different church than we do. Mm-hmm. And their music director, pastor, whatever, was just the pastor's wife. So she was not a musician okay. by any means. Okay. I'm, I'm beginning to understand the situation. Okay. So she tells my best friend <clears throat> that Lee... University mm. is having worship in the field, mm. which is a, a, a worship event where a bunch of worship bands from local churches are coming to play. Now, this sounds like something the university would do. So, mm, yeah, yeah, he come he you know they need a drummer, so they asked me to play. To which I'm like, wow, Lee, that's kind of a big deal. Like, there's going to be like probably a thousand people there watching that you know just students Oof. so it's going to be a big deal like the biggest show I've ever played I was like yeah yeah I'll do it so we practice for like two or three weeks and we're we're not sounding great but we're not bad you know we're okay and mm. we're just like we're really you know trying to be the best we can so the day comes and she gives us the address we pack all of our stuff up and we start driving and we keep driving and we keep driving. And I'm like, where is Lee putting this thing? <laughs> like, How far did you drive? I, I'm like, why why are we out like it was out of it was outside of, of town. Like it was I bet you it was a solid 30, 40 minute drive. Jeez. And campus is like ten minutes from here. So Jeez. I was like I I don't know, from their church I bet campus was maybe fifteen minutes. Maybe, because mm-hmm. from our church at the time okay, was about to... Anyway, um, they... 
I, I, like we were all talking and we were like, where in nowhere did they put this thing? And like nobody's going to come to this thing if it's all the way out of here. So <laughs> we pull up to this. This is foreshadowing. <laughs> we, we pull up to this like plywood hand-painted sign that says worship in the field. And oh, we dude, turn into this sign. field. And obviously at this point, Lee University is nowhere to be seen. <laughs> Oh, what's happening? So, the worship leader is there, and all three of us... This is your guy. The, the like, my friend's worship... Gotcha, The, the, okay. the people that asked me to play, like, their, their uh-huh. leader. She was, like, she was, like... We all went up to her, and we were, like, where's where's the people from Lee? Because the, uh-huh. the, the, the quote-unquote stage was just one of those, like, shade tent booth things. Oh, yeah. And that was it. Like, it didn't even have... It was just on the ground. Oh. So we were like, where's the Lee University stuff? And she was like, oh, no. that It's a it's a worship event put on by, by my friend Lee. Oh! <laughs> and she brings this guy over there. Lee. And he's like... He's a really nice guy. But we meet him. And all of us are like, I can't believe oh, we put so much... Somebody... Evidence. It was not Lee University's worship in the field. It was a guy <laughs> named Lee's worship concert in a random field. Uh, so we we picked it, we like played our set or whatever. You know, I. Uh, it's, uh, we, we start talking to this guy, and he's he's talking about like sound particles being absorbed into the earth, and he's he's talking to us about <laughs> how he thinks about what frequency God talks at. When he creates things, and I'm like, this is Lee? man, oh yeah, the Lee, yep. Uh, we were so mad because we thought we were going to play the show for a thousand people. And we get there and there's four people in the middle. You know, of some you gotta, you gotta field. ask questions. Yeah, no kidding. If if anybody just would have been like Lee University, that would have killed the whole thing right there. But none of us even thought to ask. We were just like Lee. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's how I, I played like, the show for I feel five like there's, people. God bless the broken road. <laughs> All the the billions of decisions, the billions of things <laughs> that questions that didn't get asked for to bring to you all there. the way to that random field. But moral of the story is, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It was fine. It it went okay. There was a saxophone player that was really good actually. Wow. So it was kind of cool. It's wild. But yeah, played in the middle of the field. Middle of the field for Lee. Not to be confused with the university. For their friendly. That's actually really, that's probably the funniest thing I've heard all day. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, I was pretty It's not the funniest thing it. I've heard all day, but it is the stupidest thing I've heard all day. It was like, confident, so, <laughs> confidently. It was so stupid. It made me feel better, though, because I was really worried. Because we sounded, we the band sounded pretty good, but vocals, not quite so much. Hmm. So, at least nobody heard it. Hey. <laughs> Their friend, their friend Lee heard it. Yeah. Well. So yeah, that's that hurts uh, me on the inside a little bit for you. I know. I know. But hey, uh, look how far I came. Playing in the attic of a barn to playing in the middle of a random. Man, field. the attic in the barn. <laughs> the attic. In the, that's the best recorded studio. By far. Well, truth be told, what was what was the layout? It didn't sound too bad. Wasn't too bad. Uh, the layout? There. What do you mean? We had a laptop. We had a microphone that plugged into that laptop. We had a couple of rock band microphones that we used for the drums. And we, looking back, we put the laptop in the one folding chair that we had and then used buckets to sit on which it probably should have been the other way around probably should have put the laptop on the bucket and sat in the chair so where was the laptop sitting on the ground the laptop was sitting in the chair we were sitting on the bucket oh you're an idiot I know (laughs) (laughs) I mean I didn't have to sit on the bucket because I wasn't playing guitar so the guitars were the morons I had my own seat behind the drums hey well That does not surprise me. Uh, but band name, Unchained Sacrifice, look it up. <laughs> uh, YouTube. Now that is... Horrendous. Was that a metalcore band? Yeah, well, I wanted it to be. 
It wasn't. Uh, the 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 kid that uh, well, he's not a kid now; he's an adult. But the guy that we started the band with, he had this like beautiful Les Paul, and it just looked so out of place. Oh and, and like we was this op- operational. We were just up in this like attic that was just. It wasn't falling apart, but like it was neglected. Mm. Like playing on all this janky equipment, and he's just got this like beautiful shimmering guitar in the middle of it. I don't even play guitar, and it was beautiful. You know what I think? Who I think is the best band of all time? Who? Now, this is such a subjective thing, right? Yep. I mean, what would be the requirements to be considered the best band of all time? Span across genres, to stand the test of time, to have hits. To have hits that everybody knows every single word to more than one of your hits. Who are you talking about? Those kind? Queen. Queen. Okay. I thought so. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Queen's good. They've got to be. Yeah. Who else? I, I can't think of anybody else that's got that level of, I guess, fame. I mean, fame's the only word for it. I mean, that, that level of success. I mean, maybe the Rolling Stones. As is the Mannheim like, Orchestra the best band of all time? I don't know who that is. They're like an orchestra that's been around since like 1600s, 1700s. Well, I think they stopped for a period of time. They're like the oldest, longest lasting orchestra. I thought that was the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones is a band. <laughs> Just a, the Rolling silly. Stones has been around since what, like the 60s? Yeah. Man, like how are they still doing stuff? <laughs> Uh, a lot of cocaine, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> that's so we, I, I think we should end there, probably. Yeah. Best band of all time, Queen. I had a crappy band in high school. Hey, it was a good band. No, I like Slipknot. I love Paramore. Maybe next week I can talk about pooping in a bag. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have a good night. Uh.